So it was wham, bam, shawby jam. You have to get it right. Okay, um, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so I went for this job interview and it was this woman called Charlotte. Started he off like he was going to be really good. Loop. Yeah, he was yeah. savage. It's a pom. Yeah, so I went on Dragon's Den and asked for investment to launch it internationally. People have to be prepared for life. It's like everyone's brought up to believe that life is just sunshine and rainbows, and it's yeah. like it fucking shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're prepared, then you'd be less shocked. Worst case scenario, I should have made quarter of a million quid. Best case scenario, half a million quid. So obviously I'm like, I'm gonna make yeah. half a million pounds. And I put all my eggs in one basket, printed thousands of copies in the magazine like they told me to do. And I made five pounds. Anyway, we phoned an ambulance, these two paramedics came and I, you know, massive distrust for the NHS and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. And I said to them, I don't trust that if you take my dad, he will come home. Mm -hmm. um, and he didn't. Sorry. It's all right, take all right. a minute. But then slowly over time, the candles started burning and it's mm. turned into a light and it's got brighter and brighter. And now 16 months later, I'm like, my dad didn't raise a quitter. And I just thought I'm playing too small. Like what is this thinking? I'm I'm going to sell this company for less than a million mm. pounds. Like are you stupid? And all it took was a little split. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> oh, I've it's what get... happens when you're hungover free, innit? Yeah, it's mean there's so much more energy. Um yeah, welcome, welcome back everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the From Nothing to Something podcast. As always, we are joined with my best mate Louis Rafter. Louis, how are you? Always good. Good. Always good. Yeah, good week. You? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. Good week. Uh steady. Just work. Steady gym, away. Football. football. World Cup's on now, yeah. isn't it? Doing all right. Yeah, it won't great against USA, no, but well. four points out of possible six. We were there, weren't we, in the pub on Friday night watching it. Yeah, um, yeah we weren't good. Weren't a good game. But nah, listen, boring, but four, four points, points out of six, like you say, it, uh, it has to happen. A great result against um, Iran. Iran. Um, Liam will uh, be ruining the, <laughs> the prediction he made, although he's been messaging yeah. me saying that if his prediction does come in, he wants a full-blown apology from us too, because... They could technically still top the group, could. but um, but fingers crossed. I reckon they're the best out of the three from what I've seen. I yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Right. I mean, so they're not going to win. This. Well, USA was strong. They played very tactically. Yeah. Tyler Adams is fucking fantastic, isn't he? Yeah. Um, come on. Who? Aronson. Yeah, he did come on. He yeah. did come on at some point. Um, so I mean, yeah. Look, we're, we're still hopefully finish top. Wales have to beat us by four, which not going to happen. Is no, it? Uh, like, Gareth Gareth Bale's been absolutely terrible. Yeah. So it said on BBC's rating was like two point six. Really? Yeah. 2.64? Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. I that. could have made that up. <laughs> <laughs> 2.647895. <laughs> um, yeah, this week we are back in the, the boxing studio. You're wearing yeah. some um, yeah. some clobber, the firefight clobber. I'm wearing shout a cronk. Shout out Craig. Shout out firefight as always. Um, very, very grateful for them letting us use the studio, which is fantastic, yeah. isn't it? We, the well, last so. episode we were in your... Back in the stomping ground, which was fun, which was good. A bit of a different one, wasn't it? Yeah. We were just chatting a lot. Of, there was no planning there, was there? There was absolutely no planning. Um, but usually when we come back in here, it's because we've got a guest, yeah. um, which we do have this week. Uh, the first woman on the podcast. Yeah. And um, to be fair, I'm really, really excited about it. You haven't met her yet. Laura Bartlett is who we've got. Um, she is the creator and owner of the award-winning House of Coco magazine. Um, her magazines are sold in Selfridges. They're sold in Harrods. Um, and now they're also all over sort of nationwide stores. So she's 
she's done amazingly yeah. well for herself and she's a really uh, interesting woman she's she's lots of fun she's um yeah a good person to have on yeah, and, and be she'll be she'll be interesting to to give her story and see what she said she went on dragon's den as well which yeah, we watched this we morning, did watch we? this morning we'll ask her about it yeah. and she, bless her she got peppered yeah i mean it's not an easy thing to do anyway <laughs> nah. but Peter Jones absolutely ripped her apart. That's her, but want shy, no, no, that's what happens like you said when you go in the den. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she's going to be uh, coming on. So we're really excited about that. We've done this a little bit different this time, actually. We, we should touch on. Usually we have the guest here when we do the intro, but we're going to try this. We think this might be a better way of doing it. So let us know what you think. We have a little chat beforehand. Yeah. Um, on the way to the to the studio this morning, <laughs> oh, actually, we, um, we were driving and we got, <laughs> <this> was oh, <laughs> so weird, but we got to some traffic lights. And there was a, an old woman slash man, we weren't sure. Well, I said, what's he doing at first? Yeah, but went, is that a woman? I'm pretty sure it was a woman, but she, was, she wasn't with it. She was yeah. off it, basically. She must have yeah. been up all night, pagged or something. But yeah. She was about 70. Yeah. Anyway, so she's, she's crossing the road. <laughs> she's like looking at the traffic lights, like <laughs> checking around. She was smiling at the one. Me, Johnny and Rafa are in the car thinking, what the fuck's going on here? And then she looked at Johnny like smiling. And then Johnny went like that <laughs> to her in the car. <laughs> She was watching the traffic lights, waiting for them to turn green when we were going through. So, so she's looking oh. and she's looking and she's looking. And then we give it a, oh. <laughs> then they turn green. She went like, ah, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yes. Honestly, it was comedy gold. We wish we'd filmed it. Know, but um, yeah, she was off. <laughs> absolutely yeah. off her head. Can we get her off podcast? <laughs> yeah, I've been, we'll just have to drive around the street or something, find her eventually. Yeah. But oh my God, what sort of the day that was. But yeah, um, we are, we'll are. we we'll get going with the podcast. We'll get Laura on next time you uh, see us. We'll we'll be sat talking to her. So hope you enjoy. As always, the support is class. Make sure to, to like, follow, subscribe, all the beggy stuff as per usual. Um, and yeah, let's go into it and, and have, a, have a sort of talk about Laura Bartlett and, and the House of Coco and everything that she's done and achieved. Vamos. Yeah. Dude, spoiler alerts, but yeah. now that it's like back on YouTube, it came back on YouTube a year ago within yeah. 24 hours, had 100,000 views and loads oh, wow. of comments, like proper trolling, whereas I've seen the comments on this one were a bit nice and I started replying and I'm like, oh, fuck it, who cares? Yeah, yeah isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the amount of... I don't have to prove myself to yeah. strangers on when, the when I was When I was younger, I, was, I don't know if I mentioned it the other day, I was on like a YouTube competition um, for a football team called Hashtag United um, and I came second out of loads of people in this competition. But one of the challenges was some push-ups. And the push-ups that I did were like, my arse was well high in there and it was, they were shit. But honest to God, the comments were, I got death threats, people telling me that I should, I'm a You were like 17 I was like 17, like, get so my, but my mum was reading them. So my mum would go through Aww. all the comments and she'd be like, are you okay? I'm like, mum, stop reading the comments. <laughs> you're like, are you okay? Yeah, I was, like, I was like, honestly. And then I did some videos with my younger sisters. And the comments on that, as I'm sure you can imagine, they were absolutely <laughs> terrible. My mum my was like, just do, your, do them videos but few and far between don't, yeah, yeah. don't do a lot of them videos I was like alright yeah, you're so. savage but I guess that's like the price that you pay when you put mm, yeah, yourself out is, there yeah. you just have to have a thick skin that's it 100% older, yeah. and I think mm. nowadays as well people are just sort of aware that that comes with it like you say it's yeah but then you know like when you look at a lot of people that have been on Love Island and then they've committed suicide yeah. it's because they're not it's a lot. Mm, yeah. Like when I was on Dragon's Den, afterwards, they just kind of like put you in a taxi out the back door, see yeah, you later. Yeah, and there's no coming. like aftercare. There's no, yeah. you know, there was nothing about mental health or anything like that. Yeah. But luckily I've got a really strong support mm. network with my family. Yeah. They've clamped down, 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 down it a little it bit. Is, yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah. It is tough. Like yeah. being, uh, like well, we got a little bit, didn't we, the other week on TikTok? Yeah, we, yeah, for one of our videos. TikTokers are savage, yeah. aren't they? They can hide behind an account, yeah, can't they? Like yeah. some guy was giving it large. We had like a little cartoon character, like his profile picture. What do you mean, an NFT? Yeah. 
but it obviously was he just screenshotted yeah. it, but it was like he just ripped into you, yeah. didn't he? Called him called you a chipmunk yeah, called me a chipmunk and stuff like that, right? <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. Guy. Yeah, that after care is so much better now. Like, same yeah, in like we both play football, so in football like academies and that, there was a young lad who was like sixteen who killed himself after he got dropped from Man City, which is so sad. And then now, like because of that, I think every single football team now, if a, a, like a young lad doesn't make it, they have like months after where they'll almost like have a therapy kind yeah. of yeah. session each week. How's it going? Which is and, great. Mm. But also like people have to be prepared for life. It's like mm. everyone's brought up to believe that life is just sunshine and rainbows. And it's yeah. like, it fucking opposite, shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you're prepared, then you'd be less shocked. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, I know. You, you have to just sort of, sort of roll with it. We'll just go straight into it then if you're rolling. Um, Laura, how are you? Okay. Terrible. <laughs> no, I'm great. <laughs> what a great start. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm really, really tired. Like, I, you saw my Instagram mm. this morning. I've been awake since three o'clock this morning. Is that a normal thing for you? Well, not that early. That's like, that's the middle of the night. I should only just be yeah. getting home, to be fair. Normally, yeah. I'll wake up, especially on a Saturday. But, you know, I've given up drinking. Yeah, I was telling, telling you before. Um, I, yeah, I woke up at three. Normally, I wake up at maybe five or mm. six. I got up at three. I thought, oh, I might as well finish my book. And yeah. then I might as well get up. The and then I what, went ta- to, what time did you go to sleep? About 10, 11 last night. And you just body just woke up. My body up. just like, I got some new ideas. Yeah, that's uh, one thing. <laughs> Let's go. Are you straight on the coffee there? Or is no, it, I don't drink coffee. No. Yeah. no, I'm just high on life. Blooming heck, Laura. Yeah. Honestly, when we met for the first time the other day, we had a... I had a matcha latte then. Yeah, yeah, you did, yeah. And, that, <laughs> and we were just like, we were taken aback by how... Many ideas you had, how high on life you were, like you said. It's uh, it's no, it's good. It's yeah, it's good to be around. You want someone with loads of energy, uh, Laura? We'll start the the podcast as we we always start with the guests. We have a little thing called the pot look. Um, so we've got a little pot here Cute. where we will. It has it's just like a bit of an icebreaker. Um, a few different questions in here. Um, which we'll ask you get your sort of take We're on taking all the football ones. Yeah, out, there was so a lot yeah. of football ones. <laughs> oh, in yeah, here. I'm like I don't know, nice one legs. One of our uh, one of our mates wrote the. And I think he yeah. thought we'd just have loads of sort of male sports people on, which we will. Yeah. Um, but it, it, yeah, I don't think it would really hit. So did you write some new ones today? No, we, we had, there were some good <laughs> questions in there, in there already that we've kept. Yeah. Um, fingers crossed, this is a good one. Yeah. If it's not, I'm gonna I'm gonna bin it off. Oh yeah, okay, this is a good one. Yeah. Three movies that you'd absolutely absolutely recommend. Do you know what? My favorite movie of all time. No one's heard of it. Go on, what is it? It's called Set It Off. I've ne- with well, Jada Pinkett and like an amazing all-star cast. It's really old. It's from like the nineties, maybe. Right, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Long not really old. Yeah. Probably a little bit more your time. Yeah. Yeah. We're both <laughs> born in the nineties, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, I'm an eighties girl, yeah, so like nineties. Right. You're so young. Yeah. Um, that's definite. Say it off. You have to watch it. It's What's just, it about? Literally, you go through all the emotions of love and happiness and joy and death. But it's oh. a really beautiful story. Okay. It's these women who rob a bank, basically. Right. Oh wow! It's like. It's not really based on good. a true story, is it? Or no, no, no. no. Yeah, <laughs> good if it was. Yeah. <laughs> Just watching it for tips. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's number one, and then my second favorite film everyone's heard of, Dirty Dancing. Yeah, yeah, love that. Again, yeah. you go through all the emotions, yeah. um, and just think, wow, I wish someone could pick me up like that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'd probably kill him. And then my third one is probably Pretty Woman. I've not seen yeah. that. I have. I've seen. Maybe I've good. seen. Yeah, it's. They're all very women films. Yeah, I feel yeah like. they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, the final one just like fulfills my fantasy of being or, a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got goals. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag goals. <laughs> 
Get it all. I mean, touching on movies and a little bit of uh, acting and things like that, we'll go back to your childhood. I actually saw a video of you this morning on a TV show called Wham Bam <laughs> Strawberry Jam, which uh, you were uh, very young at the time. I think you said you were 10. Yeah, um, I think I was 10 or maybe I was eight. I don't Yeah, maybe what, 10. What was that? So it was wham, bam, strawberry jam. You have to get it right. Okay. Um, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, no, come on. <laughs> seriously, it's famous. Um, it was on the BBC and they came around to my school and they did auditions. And so I was on this TV show and I did poetry on there and just reading random stuff really? out. What, your own poems or like? No, their no? poems. Oh my God, my right. own poems. <laughs> Ten years old, writing your own poetry. She was always destined for greatness. <laughs> it was written in the stars. Um, no, it was really, really fun. And yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful memory. My mum, if you've seen the clip, she mm. put me in a bright yellow coat. She was like, you get spotted, you're going to be famous. <laughs> yeah. Tactical, isn't it? Yeah. you got to do it. You've got yeah, to do what you got My do. hair was like in this massive you, cone. You sound very posh, which you say as well. Yeah. You do sound very posh. And you're, you're from Leeds, aren't you? So. I'm Leeds born but and bred. To be fair, I think your accent isn't too strong, no. Leeds born and bred. I think it is quite a nice Leeds accent. A lot yeah. of, you get, lot of, you get yeah. a few of that. Yeah, exactly. Whereas yours is quite, not posh, but. Mine's like, I don't know what mine is, but I've spoken, people always say you don't sound like you're from Leeds mm, mm. like I didn't go to university you usually go to university and your voice kind of mixes in with yeah, everyone else's yeah, and it's all yeah. a bit blurred lines yeah but when you look at that wham bam strawberry jam I've always been well spoken <laughs> no, I was very well spoken yeah. narrow spoken I mean we'll, we'll go back to your childhood then so yeah Leeds born and raised um what was school like school good for you obviously you said you didn't go to university so what were you like in school were your grades good obviously now you're very successful but where did it sort of all come from um so I didn't love school. I didn't hate it. Like mm. I loved going, hanging out with my friends, but I didn't like, I don't believe in hierarchy. I didn't like being told what to do. Mm. I thought my teachers were idiots. Yeah. They thought I was an idiot. Um, so I did my A-levels pretty much just scraped through mm-hmm. them. I think, mm-hmm. I don't actually think I went to pick up my results, but I think I got like, you know, C's and D's and whatever. Yeah. And then I decided to get a job. So I heard an advertisement on the radio for a media sales executive. So I'm 19 at this point. Mm-hmm. In fact, prior to that, I had a job uh, cutting pizzas in the pizza shop. Mama really? Mia's Pizzas in Chapel Allerton. I'm right. not on commission. <laughs> but are they still the best pizza shop yeah. in the East and it's still there. <laughs> it's yeah, they've been there since 1970s. Um, So I got a job working there and it was like a night time just slicing up the pizzas. And I went home and my dad said, how much did they pay you? And I said, £25. And he said, well, you're worth more than that. You're not going back. Then I got a job at QLM, which was like a hardware store. And I did a whole day's work. And then my dad said, how much did you get paid? And I said, £30. And he said, you're worth more than that. You're not going back. So I always had it like instilled in Mm. me that I've like, you know, I'm worth, you know, I'm worthy. I can have more. I can have what I want. And so I heard this advert for a media sales executive on the radio. And I thought, what is that? Mm. Like executive, I want it. Mm. So I applied and I said, I don't have a... CV. I've never had a job apart from you know two days work experience in a pizza <laughs> and job. Then my dad told me to leave. And a hardware <laughs> store. <laughs> uh, but I'm a sponge and I'm willing to learn. So somehow at the age of 29, uh, at the age of 19, I walked into a career in radio, selling advertising, and with a company car and on 30 grand a year. Which radio station? Radio this? Air. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Proper> Leeds. <laughs> And uh, I absolutely loved it. I fell in love with the world of media and we used to go to like really cool launch parties, events, restaurant reviews. It was like a really fun industry. Mm. And I remember being 15 and having two very vivid thoughts. One of them was, 
I know everything there is to know. I couldn't possibly know anymore. <laughs> Thank God yeah. Yeah. my ego uh, <laughs> went to the side after that. And the other thought was I will work for myself. So I always knew that I would. So when I worked in radio and I loved all these incredible things that I got to do, I wanted to be there because of my thing. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I was headhunted by a local magazine. I went to work for him and he was a massive bad. <laughs> yeah if Fun me that. too was a thing like he would have been at the forefront of the whole movement yeah. he was like <laughs> savage um, like, he, he basically i mean i don't know, even know if i should say i went to work one day it's just me and him in this tiny little office and i remember he had this tiny little dog and i had peeped home shoes on just saying mm. the scene so mm. my toes are out and the dog's around my toes and he said to me and I'd started seeing this guy at the time called Paddy. Mm. So he said, um, did you see Paddy last night? So I was like, oh, yeah, we met up. And he went, did he give you up the arse? What? Like, what? He goes, did he give you up the arse so hard that you couldn't sit down? And then I just remember sitting there. He was in his 50s. I'm like, you know, 21 by this point. And I just remember sitting there with a the dog near my toes thinking, I need to go. I need to go. I need to go. Then I had to wait until the end of the day, go home and tell my mum what he'd said, mm. which is embarrassing. But your dad wanted to kill him, didn't yeah. yeah, my mum as well. But yeah. like, you don't want to admit that you even know what anal mm. sex is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, he said this thing, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> what the, that is terrible. Yeah, I mean, that is, that doesn't surprise me that a 50 year old man has yeah. said that either to no. but he won't no. be the first one. No, I'm, no and, and I yeah. wasn't the first one. He, he used yeah, to do it to so many people, I later found out. Um, so I stopped working there, obviously, and never went back after that day. And then I thought, well, if he can have a magazine, so can I. And then that's how this whole journey of magazine life started. Amazing. So what was I wanted to ask you, because we've just finished university and we absolutely made the most of it, as, yeah. as I've told you. We, it, well, we? Well, yeah, we <laughs> weren't a bit <laughs> mental. We what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to grow. Later, yeah. We do need to grow up at some point. But what was the reason that you didn't go to? You know, did you have a reason? Was it just because the hierarchy thing and you didn't like it? You wanted to do your own thing, or was it more, more to do with anything else? Um, well, first of all, you don't have to grow up, and you never should. Mm. Um, and no, yeah, loads of reasons really. I had a taste of making money and working for myself. The plan was a gap year, really. Um, but then, yeah, after I just had a few months of doing my own thing and just not really liking being told mm. what to do. Yeah. It didn't make sense. I think that's what a lot of people need to sort of, not, I think it is actually more starting to come out that especially on like TikTok and things with so many business owners and people like yourselves. When we were growing up, we were always sort of told university, that's the best thing to do. Then yeah. going from there. Yeah, A-Levels Union. Yeah, union. And yeah, although my, to be fair, my, my parents did never push me towards it. I always did think I wanted to go to university, live the university life, yeah. see what it's like. Just getting out your but, town and yeah, meeting it, new yeah, people. Exactly. But, but, but there beneficial. is so many other routes now and like, so many more sort of business women, business people, uh, businessmen, sorry, doing their own mm. sort of thing and, and not having to follow the, the traditional path of university, yeah. which is... We've got access to them all now, haven't we? Like, yeah. online and stuff. And refreshing. It's harder. Mm. Back in the day, as yeah. you say. I was say, yeah, for you, you're a little bit older than me. Yeah, as, I'm as, 25, so. Oh, you're yeah. so old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, to, to me, it's like, yeah. on the what we do a lot of Then I'm ancient, yeah. I'm 35. Yeah, it's like my I grandma's said, here for the podcast. No, I said this today, you don't look 35 <laughs> at Thanks. all. So. You've been yeah. drinking again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was Saturday night last night. Laura, <laughs> right. so well, Laura. <laughs> we're still all over. No, uh, <laughs> quite um, one. Yeah, we had a quiet one last night. You've touched on you stopped drinking yourself, haven't you? Day 29. It's good, that. You know, you have to 
start somewhere. I know it's, it almost sounds embarrassing, but so I, cool. I've built my business to a certain level. And in order for me to get to the next level, what got me here won't get me there. So I yeah. have to develop a whole new mindset, a whole new, you know, habits and yeah. everything like that. And when I look back over the last eight years since I've been building House of Coco magazine, there's been so many days where I've been hanging out my ass in bed. Mm. And I have all these big dreams, ambitions, and then I go out to an event or whatever and I get pissed. And then I'm hungover and it yeah. takes, you know, a few days to recover and then you've got to get your mind back up to that whole momentum stage. And do you feel different then? Obviously it's only day 29, which is still good, but do you feel like better in yourself or? Well, I'm, I'm obviously having less sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm yeah. awake and I'm buzzing yeah. and I'm high on life <laughs> and everyone thinks I'm drinking coffee and I'm not. Yeah. So maybe something's working. Yeah, yeah. Something, yeah that must yeah. be working, yeah. yeah. But I wasn't like, you know, an alcoholic or anything like no, that, no, no. but my job is a very sociable job. Mm. So I'm at different events every week and staying in different hotels and the hotel wants you to have the best experience, which yeah. is like a free course dinner with bottles of wine yeah, and champagne, champagne on arrival. Tough life, like, isn't it, Laura? So yeah. hard, Honestly, but, you I know, feel for you. <laughs> take your mum with a team. I'll do the wrong that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot mm, and, yeah. and all Although it's been, you know, 20 whatever days, in the last 28 days, I've been to Dubai for a week. I've stayed away with my friend for the weekend. I've been to events and mm. I've managed to not have a single drop and I've not felt like I want to. Mm. So I'm like, I really, my focus is let's just get to day 100 and then by then I should see some significant differences yeah. and then take And then there. celebrate on the 100th day by, yeah. Yeah. by getting wrapped up. Party! Good week, so what, going from the radio, obviously finishing your job at the radio to then actually launching your first magazine, what, what made you want to take that leap? What was the sort of thing that you thought, right, this is the time I'm going to do it. I'm going to smash it now. Let, let's go and let's go for it. Well, part of the story that I, I always seem to miss out is I went to work for, after this guy was a twat, mm. I launched this magazine with my friend. She was the designer at that magazine. So she was doing the design. I was doing everything else. And it, I wanted to call it Coco Magazine. She wanted to call it Urban Coco. She was the urban, I was a Coco. So we launched this online magazine, but I then went back to work at Real Radio. Mm -hmm. So this was just like a little side hustle mm -hmm. before side hustles were side hustles. Yeah. And um, we used to just sit in her bedroom and I'd like send emails trying to sell advertising space on what was basically a static one page website. So we got little 50 quids here and there trickling in, but it didn't matter because I had a job, she had a wealthy husband, um, but then her husband ended up getting made bankrupt. He lost everything. That. And at the same time, I was approached, uh, sorry, no, I saw an advertisement for a media, uh, for a marketing manager for a chain of beauty salons. So I went for this job interview and it was this woman called Charlotte. She... <laughs> That's for you, Charlotte, wherever you are out there. I hope you're watching, Charlotte. In fact, <laughs> I'm <that. Yeah. laughs> She um, she owned a chain of beauty salons. She wasn't a huge, you know, massively older than me, but she was really well dressed, had a really nice car. She had this successful business. And she said, um, I think you're overqualified for this job, but I've seen your LinkedIn profile. What is Urban Coco? So I said, it's this magazine, it's online. At the moment, I just go to events and da 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 da. She was like, why don't you do it full time? And I said, oh, because mm. I've got a company car and I make good money mm. and I don't have the security to leave my job. She was like, well, if you leave your job, I'll give you a wage every month and I'll give you a car. So naively, I was just like, okay. Yeah. And then next day, literally posted the keys back, quit my job via email, went round to her house to pick up the car. And I don't know if you watch Friends, but yeah, like the episode where 
uh, Ross goes to that girl's house and he thinks she's been burgled, but that's how she lives. Yeah. That is what her house was like. So you literally- A shithole. An absolute shithole. Mm. And then when even like trying to open the front door, there was just shit everywhere. No Papers way. all over the, over the sofa. Me. And I was like, oh, I've so, literally been like real life catfished. Told you the dream there. Sold you the dream. And she was living like a daughter. Anyway, <laughs> she gave me the keys to this car and it was like, um, oh, what was it now? Like a- an Astra right. that hadn't been driven for over 10 years. It had like dead skin all over. Oh. And so my last wage from the radio went on fixing this car, the shitty car of hers. No I'd just given back a brand new Audi A3. Oh. Devastated. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so then she was supposed to obviously be paying me a wage for the first few months. And then we'd, mm. I'd have been generating advertising revenue through the magazine. Um, by the end of the first month, I'd just done loads of networking, like going out to the opening of an envelope. This is me. This is my car. This is my magazine. This is the vision. Mm. Just sharing it with anyone that mm. would listen. Um, so we got to the end of the first month and she didn't pay me. And I'm like, hey, like, you know, where's money she's like well i don't think you've done enough work and then it kind of went on like that and then she ended up just being like this raving cokehead and she was just like nothing that i thought she was and i'd only just registered the company with her and we split the shares 50 50 anyway one night i was like this isn't working can i just have my shares back and go it alone Mm -hmm. so by this point i'd already quit my job i started this online magazine with her got rid of my friend so it was just me on my own um and so then it was like well, I've come this far, might as well. Have you got no money coming in going. at this point then? I think at that time I had like little 50 quids here and there, yeah. 100 quid here and there. Yeah. You know, I was we still living at home. I was still living yeah. at home with my parents, so it wasn't like the mm. end of the world. And then it was like, right, okay, got rid of her. Now I need to prove that this is going to work. And my, because I was living at home with my parents, me just sit, sitting in their conservatory on my laptop all day, every day. It's like, what are you actually mm. doing with your life? Mm. Long before people were remote working and it was a norm. Yeah. So then I thought, what can I do to show them that I am actually working? <laughs> I'll launch it in print. So I decided to create a print magazine. It was Leeds' first ever fashion magazine. It was all about independent designers for the underdog of the fashion world. I did a launch event at Harvey Nichols. We took over the women's wear floor. We had like 80 guests, a singer, DJ. It was amazing. And then an after party at Norman's. Probably seen you in the gutter outside a few times. (laughs) Guilty. (laughs) Yeah, seen. And there was like hundreds of people queuing up to get their hands on the first copy. So like it went really, really well. And so I used to, 15,000 copies of the magazine got handed out across the city every single month. And I did that for about 18 months. And it was then that I thought, oh, I don't want to do this on my own. I want to now take over the world because that's mm-hmm. the obvious next step yeah. after Leeds. Like, Leeds the world. Yeah. <laughs> step one, Leeds. Step two, one the step world. One step at a time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one small leap for man. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I went on Dragon's Den and asked for investment to launch it internationally and um obviously you've now seen the footage we, seen the yeah, we, yeah. we watched it this morning oh, we'll touch on it yeah. i mean let me and louis have both said fair play to you first of all for going on 26 <laughs> years old a year older than you we said in the car would you go on now and you'd be like i'd be shitting myself yeah, so, of course you would, wouldn't so you? Uh, first of all massive kudos for even yeah. doing it in the first place they did say that at the end as yeah well. and which dragon it deborah was, at the end wasn't it yeah before, she was yeah. actually trying to help yeah me yeah i think she was yeah. whereas Peter, Peter Jones. Jones. He went in, didn't well, he? Well, he started he off like he was going to be really loop. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was savage. He was appalling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought when he first started talking, we both said, we were like, all oh, right, he actually, because he said yeah. when you first walked in with the magazine, he thought, oh, I'm in for a bit of competition here. And then he said, yeah. when he got it in his hand and he opened it, it was appalling. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's savage. It is. Right, what was that, what was that so, whole experience <laughs> like? I mean, go, go through the whole sort of thing. 
Well, like now, it feels like a different lifetime mm. ago. It's nine years. Mm. So it's funny that you're getting to see the footage because it's been literally buried for eight mm. of those years and yeah. it's just come out of the woodwork once last year and again now. Um, anyway, the producers, you spend months and months with the producers saying, you're amazing, you're amazing, they're going to love you, they're going to love you. Mm. You practice, you pitch with them. They literally hype you up. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm amazing. They're going to love me. I'm not prepared for any alternative. What a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And then they pick you up in the morning and they, you stay at a hotel the night before. They pick you up at 7am and then they, you spend from seven to one just doing B-roll footage in and out of the studio in the lift that doesn't move and just walking in and out so they can get your leg shots and this and that and the other. So by the time I went in the den, like just, after one o'clock i've been walking around in heels oh. for like five or six hours so you're knackered already I'm going in knackered. Good, prep, good prep that <laughs> is it yeah, yeah. Like, that's a side of tv they don't show you yeah you know, for obvious reasons <laughs> yeah yeah because it's probably me going i'm fucking knackered so then how, how long obviously the the actual pitch is condensed down to i think the video's no, like nine minutes but how no, long were you in there, there for no condensing oh, it was that was, was it? it that, what it was, is? that yeah. was literally it so there's what you don't see obviously is down the left hand side there's like 20 different camera mm. crew so not only are you there with the dragon seeing them for the first mm. time you've got all these camera crews so you're like you're all hot and sweaty like i look a mess mm. it's so bad I've, it's been quite interesting reading the comments over the last few days and there's loads of people like oh my god what is the outfit and i'm like I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> I agree. That was a fashion back then. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's nine years ago, guys. I wish they'd actually put the date on there and say, um, but yeah, the the first time you go in is the first time you see them. There's no second take. It's just like one take. So because I'm going in there thinking they're going to love me, yeah. I'm amazing, because mm. that's what the producers told me. When they didn't give me that feedback, I wasn't prepared for it. No. So it was just like, whoa, whoa yeah. wait wait a minute. Where did you guys come <laughs> yeah. from? Like, yeah. where, will the real dragons please come out now? <laughs> Why are you asking questions? Well, the actual, the actual so you just give me the money. Yeah. <laughs> the whole picture well, was really impressive. Obviously, yeah. the models walking out of the start. So, so I went, oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. The models yeah. walking out of the start. I was thinking... Right, come on, Laura. Like, <laughs> yeah. Be really good. The pitch was good, everything, everything's strong, and then suddenly they just started. Deborah, really it was Deborah's side yeah, with the it? budgets and things like that. I, and yeah, I mean, I, honestly, how do you I plan can't... that? Like. Well, well, no, because yeah. I didn't have like a business partner. I just thought from experience of watching the show, if they like you, then your business is mm. almost secondary. So mm. I thought maybe they'll just like me and they'll want to invest in me. Be and like they'll see possible, there's an opportunity yeah. there and they'll help me work all them bits out. And because the producers were like, yeah, don't worry about all that. I became that person that I've watched on Dragon's Den where you're shouting at the screen going, you fucking idiot. How don't you know this stuff? But it's when you're in there, like, you know, it's so intense. I wouldn't have even known my name if they asked me. That's how bad it was. It is. And I can imagine doing it with somebody else as well. If you did have a business partner or something like that, it'd been so much more sort of not relaxed. in it together. Yeah, you are. And you've got someone, if you don't know the answer, you can look to your left. But when you're on there on your own (laughs) and someone asks you a question, you're like, shit, I don't know the answer. I'm like, can I ring my mom? <laughs> <laughs> you said this one. <laughs> Just shouting over to the producers. What do I say? Yeah. <laughs> so what? I mean, obviously we've watched the thing. Did you? Duncan didn't really say anything. There was no. a couple no, of No, because he just rolled his eyes. Yeah, he did. And yeah, I never understood that. why yeah. he rolled his eyes. But from the comments in the last few days, someone said the reason he rolls his eyes is because Peter Jones plugs his magazine again. Uh, yeah. So Wonderland, Wonderland was yeah. the magazine that Peter Jones invested in yeah. in one of the earlier seasons of mm. Dragon's Den. 
And at that point when he's like, you know, looking down his nose at me and still, I think to this day, it's not even a profitable business. So mm. who wants yeah. him anyway? Why don't you kid? Yeah. 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 Charlotte yeah. and Peter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a whole list of names. Yeah. 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 In the credits, Charlotte and Peter. <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> Bad <of> time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so from the whole experience, you must have learned so much from it. Obviously, this was your first magazine, wasn't it, that you were pitching? Yeah. Um, so what was the first magazine? Urban Coco. Urban Coco. So that yeah. was the first one that you, you were pitching. Obviously, what, what was like the main takeaways from it, I guess? What, um, what the, the main takeaway was don't go on Dragon's yeah. Den. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid at all costs. Yeah, do not do it. I actually can't even watch the show. I can't listen to that song, what was on in the background. I get triggered. It's oh, like PTSD, oh, yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Disclosure, that, great yeah. song. Is it, is it Latch? Latch, it's a great yeah. Did you decide that? Or was I that did, just, did yeah, yeah, yeah. And it take, took ages getting it through all the loopholes to actually be able to mm. play it. Mm. Um, but what I learned was... Um, you know what? I'm glad that I did it when I did yeah. it. Like I look back and I'm like, wow, you know, little old so younger yeah. version of me. Yeah. You were brave, man. Mm. Like, you know, when people say, oh, you know, compare themselves to other people. Sometimes you just need to compare yourself to yourself, mm. like who you used to be. And I look back at that person and I'm like, wow, you were so brave. Like, go on, girl. That's yeah. amazing. I've never actually thought, looking looking almost back at yourself and thinking how far you've come. Obviously you do that in self-reflection, I guess a little bit, but to say, a lot nowadays everyone compares themselves to everyone to say to compare yourself to yourself back when yeah. you did something that was out definitely out of your comfort zone but you still smash it and like you say fair play because mm. it's uh yeah takes a lot of it, yeah. it does take a I lot did, of i did go on and prove them wrong exactly which, you know. we, which, we <laughs> now, which yeah. we'll get onto i guess a little bit um, so following the the actual experience then obviously what happened with the urban cocoa magazine from then on and how that almost fell apart but then obviously led to the rise of house cocoa what was the following on from that light so after the show you don't even know if your episode's gonna air so you have to wait a few weeks and then they ring you and they told me your episode will air on the something something of okay. august so it meant that i had six months right. so my mum was like fuck peter jones prove them wrong i'm like yes come on then whatever that means i'm in now um so i worked really hard i just made loads of calls i sold loads of advertising space i got a distribution company and i launched urban cocoa magazine on sale in 16 countries wow. the same weekend that the tv show aired so it sold out worldwide so that was great i'm mm. like i proved them wrong <laughs> but on the back of the show loads of things happened like you know i got thousands of new followers i got verified on twitter i got opportunities to speak mm. and one of the opportunities was the clothes show which back then was like the biggest event in fashion it was on the bbc it was televised and my magazine l and cosmopolitan were the media partner for the clothes show this specific year mm. just being like my little magazine aligned with these massive global yeah. publications was huge so based on what the organizers told me worst case scenario i should have made quarter of a million quid best wow. case scenario half a million quid so obviously i'm like i'm gonna make yeah. half a million pounds and i put all my eggs in one basket printed thousands of copies of the magazine like they told me to do and i made five pounds no way. <laughs> how did that how did that how, like how how can it go from being such a, a big figure to five, five, five pounds <laughs> making five pounds you know what i mean how literally it's just is so it another the, Charlotte case? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's got the message wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm over it, Charlotte. Um, no, I really am. Um, it's only when you sit and have conversations like yeah, this and you kind of like relive things. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not like scarred or anything. Um, so the clothes show basically told me there's going to be 
thousands, like thousands of people every single day. They will want a copy of your magazine. They'll want a tote bag. They'll want this, they'll want mm. that. And you sell it for this price. So based on how many they told me to print, how many bags I got made, even the tote bags, the day before, like a few days before the clothes show, I was at this like media event and I met this really lovely woman at the next table. And I was telling her, I'm going to the clothes show and it's going to be amazing. She went, oh, I do tote bags. She went, I'll rush through the design. I can get them delivered to you tomorrow. Don't pay me till after. Oh, and I'd wow. made such a strong bond with this woman. Oh, so I'm no. like, yay, amazing. Yeah. And then... I couldn't never pay the one back. <laughs> Give it £2.50. <laughs> like, it was 50p. 50p. Yeah. I'll buy one no. deal. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, yeah, what happened was after day one, when I wasn't making any money, like literally it was the era of TOWIE just starting. Right. So all these people that were supposed to be interested in my magazine and what we were offering cared about Amy Childs. Mm. So they were just running around screaming trying to get selfies with Amy Childs. Mm. So then it was just like by day two, it was... I've got enough money to stay for one more day or I've got enough money to get petrol and go home. Mm. So by mm. like day three, it was like, I just have to go home and I just have to, had to leave the stand. I had to leave the magazines and just like drive home with my what tail you between my legs. Yeah. I was just thinking like, oh my God, I literally thought this was my big break yeah. and I can't believe I'm going to have to like tell everyone that, you know, it hasn't worked out. Mm. But then, you know, my mum and dad are very supportive and... So there's there's a really poignant time in my life, which I think is why I've had the freedom to kind of, I wouldn't say do what I want, they've been very protective. Mm. Um, but when I was eight years old, my mum woke me up in the middle of the night with my brother and she said, Gavin has gone. Gavin was our cousin. Right. He was 14 and her nephew, my auntie's son. And he was supposed to go home at eight o'clock and he rang his mum and he said, can I stay out for one more hour? And she said, yeah. And in that hour, he fell 50 feet through a roof and he died. So I remember that as like a point in my life where from that moment on, nothing mattered. They mm. didn't care about school grades. You didn't care about university. It was like, as long as you are alive yeah. and you are happy, nothing else matters. And so that's how I've lived my entire life. So then when I'm driving home thinking about the fact that my company's just failed, it was always like, yeah, but yeah. no one died. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Keep things in perspective. It's an amazing yeah. takeaway from such yeah. a tragic sort of yeah. story, isn't it? Which is, I guess, that's life really, isn't it? And, yeah. and a, good, a really good way to look at it. And like you say, take it into everything you do. Live. You, you can't lose them, can you? No, it's you can't. Right no. attitude. And yeah. it's, a, it's a, yeah, it is a great attitude to have and just sort of, Almost live your best life. I want to say it sounds a bit sort of cringy. Yeah. And yeah. I that when I started, so when I started House of Coco magazine, it was all about living your best mm. life. And I thought I coined the phrase all them years ago, and now everyone's seen. <laughs> <laughs> like it was mine. I'm the original. Excuse <laughs> me, me, me. When people look back in history, it'll be Laura. Yeah. 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 In LS6 else. Cafe at High Park Corner. No, I think I'll be first. <laughs> but I think so too. Much more influential. Um, so following obviously the the clothes show, what happened to the uh, urban cocoa business from there because obviously it then sort of failed didn't it and is that is that it specifically that, from the clothes show is that yeah yeah so i'd exhausted like 30 day payment terms with the printers i've recently got these tote bags from this mm. woman and it was like when i look back what i wish i did is i just wish i'd have set up payment terms with people and paid off the money so i think it was like 16 or fourteen thousand. right you know mm. not actually that scary no. but 
on the way home, I was just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, it's so overwhelming. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I was mm-hmm. just playing at this game, this mm-hmm. business game. Um, so I just like found this company and I rang just for some advice. And she was like, you need to liquidate the company and you can pay me to do it and I'll take care of everything. So she was like, it costs £6,000 to liquidate. And I'm like, well, I can't afford to pay mm-hmm. that because you, I don't know if you've heard what, why I'm ringing <laughs> what you, we were but saying before, that I'm part. just £16,000. <laughs> so this would be now 20. <laughs> so anyway, but it was like, I can pay her six and then that gets wanked away and I don't have to worry about anything. She deals with all the creditors mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. I said to her, I can't afford to pay that. So she said, we can set up a payment plan. And she was actually quite rude. She was like, you can get your parents to help. And I'm like, no, mm. it's not their problem. Like, mm. this is my problem. I'll deal with it. So I set up a payment plan with this woman and I was paying her like £500 a month or whatever. So now I've got no business, no income. But what I did have was a verified Twitter account. And now this is like when you know you're a true entrepreneur, like the shit is the fan. It doesn't matter. There's always a solution. Mm. Like, where can I make money? verified twitter so i used to sell tweets to businesses for like 100 quid 100 quid a tweet i'll tweet about your business 100 quid they got the association with my verified account it aligned because it was businesses that i wanted to speak about so that kind of like kept me floating along i never knew that i didn't i didn't know that i don't think it was but it was for me (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll do that (laughs) (laughs) all i do is win 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 no matter what Um, then I decided to launch House of Coca magazine. I sat in Hyde Park Corner in Leeds, LS6 Cafe, mm-hmm. with my friend Penny, who just asked me to be a bridesmaid this weekend. Oh, amazing. Uh, so she still likes me. Um, <laughs> That's always <laughs> Every cloud. <laughs> Every cloud. She, we sat together, me, her, and Gillian, who is was the designer and still is the designer of the magazine. And I said, right, guys, we're going to launch a new magazine. It's going to be called House of Coco. We're going to focus on travel. We're going to grow a team of people called Team Coco. And they're going to travel the world, living our best lives to inspire people to go out and see the world. And I had no money, but I had Gillian designing things and I had a website made for free. And a verification on Twitter. A verification on Twitter and, you know, contacts from my previous Mm -hmm. magazine. So I wasn't starting from scratch. I was starting from experience. Penny had to buy my coffee because I was literally like, I've got no money. Um, But But I've got loads of ideas. Yeah, but my head's exploding. I am this emoji. (laughs) Literally every day. Um, But Penny has now, you know, she's been to Canada. She's been all over the world. So I think I've paid her back. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Does Penny yeah. still work for you now? She then, does. Or? So she works full time in radio okay. global. Oh, That's right. where we met years ago, and she just uh, uh, House Coco is like her side hustle. Right, so she right. just dips in and out and does all the Amazing. all the bits she wants. God. God. I'd, that's the dream, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> To be working with your friends still and yeah, letting them... Travelling the world. Exactly, paying them back in other ways. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's amazing. So, obviously, <laughs> then that's how House of Coco started. Um, and then what were the next sort of steps to it becoming, obviously, so successful? Like you say, you already got the sort of people that you knew from before with Urban Coco and things like that. What happened to the um, or the, the partner in Urban Coco, the one that helped so you with the name? So um, she, Nikki, just, so? Joe, she Joe. just kind of came out after the first few months because her husband got made bankrupt, so that was taking right, up her okay. time. And I was like, I want to carry on without you. She didn't really want me to, but I did. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit rough, mm-hmm. but we're still friends now. Okay, good. So, and it's like, she has her own thing going on and it's all just part of the journey. Um, so yeah, there's no there's no bad blood anywhere along the way, I yeah. don't think. Apart from with Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. Apart from Charlotte, Peter, and Valentine. Joe. <laughs> Joe and Penny. <laughs> I love you. So House of Coco then is on the rise. Obviously, like we like say, what happened sort of to make that so successful? What were the sort of main... Is there anything that stands out where you think, right, that was... 
that came became successful because of this thing. This then moved on to that thing, and obviously all that's almost like a domino effect, isn't it? Yeah, I think the standout thing for me is when I did have Urban Cocoa magazine, I used to do everything. I'd be like we used to get a lot of free makeup free clothes free whatever i'm like this is mine 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 i don't want to share anything Mm -hmm. and then when i had house of coco it wasn't about me it was about the team and it was about creating opportunities for them and a massive believer if you help enough people get what they want you get what you want so i think having this team where i made it about them and not about me is like a game changer Mm. um i think also I didn't know that, you know, you could travel the world and partner with hotels and brands and all of this. So when I got my first invitation on a press trip, it was like luxury uh, castle or something in Spain. That's all I read. I'm like, Spain, (laughs) castle, luxury, I'm going, I'm going. My flights are included and everything. Got there. And then these two like army guys walked out of nowhere. Wow. And it was like a boot camp, like nine hours of working out a day. I'm like, I'm not even packed for this fucking Once gym. again, you sold the dream. Yeah. <laughs> You've got bikinis. Yeah. Got yeah. Bikinis. I'm it's like, a bit, a bit of a thing working out with my tits, hanging out, you know, whatever. <laughs> and it turns out you're up at 4 a.m. doing burpees. Yeah, yeah. And now, yeah it's crazy. So but how- I lost nine pounds in a week. So. Oh, wow. Maybe I should go back on that. Yeah, account. I mean, every cloud, as we've already <laughs> yeah. said. So where, how did the first sort of um, business get in touch with you? How, how did they know about House Coco? Was that from a previous sort of p- person that you'd worked with? Or was that just an email out the blue and they said, we've seen House Coco and we want to we want to partner well, with you? A mix of all the things, really. So a mixture of me just sharing up on social media, okay. me emailing, calling just like pimping it out, yeah. you know, I'd be, I'd go down to London quite a lot and I'd go to networking events and launch events, just hand out my business card, you know, these things. Hustling, like, get you yourself know, out hustling. there. Hustling, yeah. yeah, like pimp it out. That's the thing, like everyone's, you know, everyone moans about social media and it's like, imagine building a, a business without it. Mm-hmm. You know, back then, social <laughs> media wasn't the driving force. So my focus was the print magazine and increasing our distribution in the print magazine. Mm. So you have to be, you know, you have to be out there making connections and meeting people. But doing that in the early days still pays dividends now. I think I was saying to you last time I saw you, like the people that I met 10 years ago will still talk about me mm. now and they will mm. remember Laura from House of Coco. So mm. You know, it pays off. I think yeah. one, one thing you said that stood out to me the other day as well when we, we spoke was that you said yes to everything. Everything that sort of came your way, you were like, yeah, it's another opportunity to learn. You were almost like, a, like say, a sponge when you said about applying for that first job. You wanted to just soak up everything possible. And, and that's probably a, a fantastic lesson that's obviously stood with you. And saying yes to everything does yeah. work out. Obviously, <laughs> <Yeah>. not, maybe <laughs> not Charlotte. <laughs> and, and not a boot camp in Spain. But, uh, but if yeah. I didn't say yes to Charlotte, you I probably it. wouldn't be working for myself. Exactly, so yeah. you can't see things that didn't work out as things not working working out you have to see them as just redirection it's a blessing in disguise yeah, it's always that, a really. blessing, yeah. yeah so house coco now it's sold in harrods it's sold in selfridges it's sold where else it's sold nationwide in wh smith we're in tube wow. stations airports we're on readly to half a million readers we are in the oh. app store download it now <laughs> <laughs> can we get like a little thing yeah, there? yeah. yeah. click here yeah. or here or here <laughs> You're making my editing job so much harder. (laughs) 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 And I've got really exciting plans. So actually, a few months ago, so part of the story leading up to the, you know, up until 16 months ago, I was just like on this upward 
trajectory. <laughs> Life's amazing. It's one huge, amazing adventure. I met this guy. I took him all over the world. I launched Coco Couples in the magazine so he could come and travel with me. Fuck Stuart! We're going to get a little uh, sort of counter in the bottom right-hand corner. Every <laughs> time we've got two figures to sort of another tally chart, another tally chart. Yeah, the, the screen will be full. Where's Laura? She's under the tally mark. Fuck them all. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, I met this guy and then he, I took, he hated his job. So I taught him how to sell advertising for my magazine. He made the same amount in a day as he would in a year. So he was like, I was like, well, quit you, why don't you quit your job? It was like a mutual agreement. He would work for eight hours a day. Anyway, he never did eight hours a day. He never did two days straight. He just turned into a bum, sleeping all day, <coughs> up all night. And then I was taking him all over the world. We mm. went to Dubai. We went everywhere. But um, he was thinking, hell, I've, I've cashed it. <laughs> yeah, sure, go, go, go. Literally, not even working, not even bringing in a single penny. He drained me financially, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, in every capacity. Surely you've got to take some self-respect there and yeah. be like, Lord. I've... No, there was none. Uh, but uh, my I missus is like doing this. <laughs> I'm I'm I, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but your missus is doing so much for you, getting the opportunity to go all around the world. Surely at some point in your brain, you must think, I should probably step up here. <laughs> yeah. You would do think something. so, wouldn't you? Honestly, absolute dosser mindset. That yes, amen. And then he proposed, which was the wrong idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stuart, if you're listening, are you all right, yeah, yeah. No, he's not. Obviously, <laughs> um, we so we got engaged, and then that, that was just like a downward spiral from there. My dad actually messaged him and said, "I'm sick of you leeching off my daughter." Mm. All got a bit messy. Mm. He left, and we got back together. Then he left again, and we got back together. And then I was like, "You." need to leave mm. but i know you're not gonna leave so i'm leaving but by this point we've moved into this like huge four bedroom house because he had two kids another thing so i'm like oh, financially responsible for a family of four out the blue what um, a woman <laughs> <laughs> or an idiot you say woman i say idiot i've got two spare tickets to uh no anyway <laughs> Anywhere. We'll yeah, go yeah. There. My Step bedroom. Butt leaves a lot. Yeah, butt leaves. <laughs> <laughs> <Butlings. laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, that, that relationship ended. We moved into this massive house. I knew he wasn't going to leave because he, he couldn't stay because he couldn't afford it. I was paying for everything. So I said, look, I'm leaving. I'll give you a week. And then in a week, I'll come back and you can leave. Because he had his kids at the weekend. So I'm like, you can have a week here. Anyway, when the week passed, I told him to just post the keys through and I've never seen him since. So the last time I've seen him, he was crying and slavering, begging me to stay at the bottom of the stairs. And off I went home and I rang my dad and said, dad, can I come home? And he was like, absolutely. Mm. So then I was like living in this huge house by myself, which I'd just finished decorating top to bottom. My dad and my brother are decorators. It was like living room, dining room, kitchen extension, kitchen, oh. outside, massive garden, four bedrooms. So when the kids moved out, I changed it into a home gym and then I had like my dining room, uh, dressing room and my home office and my how bedroom. How you wanted it basically. Yeah. Yeah, how yeah. I wanted it. It was like free bathroom. It was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and I just woke up one day and I thought like, this isn't my version of happiness. Like society would say, you know, nice mm. big house and a nice car and mm. successful business, whatever. But I just laid in bed and I just thought, Nah, this isn't my version of happiness. Like, what do I want to do with my life? And all of a sudden, now I am so Leeds. Like, I love my city. I've always said I will never leave Leeds. But all of a sudden, this morning when I'm laying in bed and I said, what do I want to do? I just had this random 
download, I'll call it like it's not random. Like you, <laughs> no, no, first time for everything. Yeah, it was the first time. That's why I was so shocked. <laughs> and he said, Why don't you move to LA? And I was like, What a fucking great idea. Yeah. And then when I make an idea, I'm like, my friends say we need to just law it. Yeah. Like, just get shit done. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I'm moving to LA. So I went around to my parents' house. I'm like, I'm going to move to LA. They were like, yeah, do it. We support you. Yeah. Sell everything. Anyway, within three weeks, I'd sold all the furniture that I just finished buying, top to bottom, the entire house. New tenants moved in. They bought like all the TVs, what I'd had put in the walls and all wow. that. So I left with just my bags and my clothes. I booked a first class flight to LA on the 10th of August. And I went back home to my parents for five weeks and I had a massive leaving party with all my team in London, went down to London on the Sunday, woke up on the Monday and I just didn't feel well. So then I was like, oh my God, it's not like me. I like not feel well. Um, so I started like having to message a few people, like I'm going to have to cancel my meetings today. And then the next day I woke up, I'm like, whoa, I'm not fucking mm. well. Like I need to go <laughs> home. Mm. And I look like, I literally think I went home in my pajamas. I was so rough. Just got on the train, got back to Leeds. And when I got home, my dad was sick as well. So we were both just like laying in bed, like feeling like shit. And I remember just feeling so ill, like, oh my God, if I died today, I wouldn't even care. Like, you know, when you've got yeah. like really bad flu, yeah. it's like, if this is it, whatever. I tap it out. It's more man flu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hangover. Yeah, yeah. I'm literally just like tapping it's out. It's been a good ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. It's been like that with flannel on the end. <laughs> Sweating, smoking out your ears. Um, but then... Um, like a, a week later, we still weren't better. And then my dad was just like in the bathroom and he just didn't look well. So I'm like, mom, dad doesn't look well. Mm. Call an ambulance. Anyway, we phoned an ambulance. These two paramedics came and I, you know, massive distrust for the NHS and all the rest of it. Mm. And I said to them, I don't trust that if you take my dad, he will come home. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't. It's <laughs> terrible, isn't it? What, what was it then? So they said he had COVID, obviously. Right. Um, he had a chest infection. He was getting better. He was only 57. Neck. And um, he... Oh, sorry. It's all right. Take sorry. a minute. Have some water. Take a second. It's horrible, isn't it? It's, it is not a nice place to be, in it? Especially out the blue like that. And Savage. It is. It is. It's so savage. It's... It's horrible. I can only imagine. And from what you've said as well, your mum and dad sound oh, like legends. they were amazing. Like, yeah. honestly, absolute legend. Support network's been fantastic for you throughout your life, which is massive. And yeah, it's it's, it's horrible. Yeah. Isn't it? And we're really sorry, obviously. And but it's uh, yeah. I, I can only imagine. Like, yeah, because, so. you, you know, I used to say that to people when they'd tell me, but your brain wouldn't even allow you to imagine. Yeah. Like, the depths of grief is so intense. Like, mm. I've never experienced anything like that. So when I'm talking about coming home with my tail between my legs and <clears throat> going bankrupt, honestly, it was like, so what? Yeah, but losing nothing. my dad, yeah. like, that is real shit. Like, mm. that is, they are the down down moments mm, yeah and so obviously la was out the window last thing on my mind you know obviously then had to plan the funeral and all the rest of it and then i stayed home with my mum for like six months until december last year until we both felt like we were kind of like ready and then mm. i just you know got a place around the corner in Allwoodley. but i remember when i was so down fortunately the team at the magazine kept everything running i pretty much just took like six months off okay. and then i remember when i was like really in the low point thinking 
I can't see how I can come back from this. Like, I this is so. What is the point in anything? Mm. What is the point in living? I wasn't suicidal, but if I died, I wouldn't have cared. Mm. It's like having the flu all over again. <laughs> but I just Watch the square one. <laughs> yeah, this is the cycle of life. But I just remember being so dark, and you know when they say like the light at the end of the tunnel. There was literally no light mm. at the mm. end of the tunnel. There was not even a candle flickering in the back. But then slowly over time, the candles started burning and it's mm. turned into a light and it's got brighter and brighter and now 16 months later i'm like my dad didn't raise a quitter do you mm. know what i mean so that's so how yeah how did I'd, you pick yourself back up yeah. with that just i think my it, you know my mum's so strong my brother yeah. you know we're a really strong unit we used to call ourselves the four corners of a square holding each of us together so now we're a triangle yeah, love that. you know we've had some really beautiful signs from my dad that kind of like keeps us going along mm. um we, we spoke about this a lot as a family like you know if something, you know, we, we knew it wasn't forever. Like my mum used to sit, the four of us, we'd be around at their house and she'd be like, money can't buy what we've got. Yeah. <laughs> money can't buy this. Exactly. Yeah, no, love it. So we knew, you know, we knew what we had was really, really special. Yeah. You know, I used to say to my dad, I say, I can't believe you're my dad. Mm, yeah. I can't believe it. The most amazing man. Yeah. So how lucky am I to have for 34 years what someone doesn't have in a lifetime? Yeah, so that's when you have to remember the tools in your armour mm. of what I've learned growing up. You know, always try and find the reason in everything. Yeah. You know, there was a reason why I decided to move to LA. I was never going really, was I? It was so mm. that I was at home with my mum when we needed each mm. other most. Yeah. yeah. All these things, well, it sure was all be redirection. Yeah, 100%. Right. It's yeah. absolute testament to you to pick yeah. yourself back up, go six months, people take years and years of grievance and things yeah. like that. And six months being at home and then to now be back on that upward trajectory as we're, we're going to speak about is absolute kudos to you and amazing you. and yeah yeah it's, uh, i'm 110% sure he'd be absolutely looking down now oh and yeah thinking. and i've and, and been lucky to know that he was proud of me when he was here and mm. as i was of him you know we spoke about it all the time we told each other we loved each other every day mm. so i know mm. luckily he saw enough for me to know he was proud of me yeah. you know like i've worked with rolls royce and aston martin wow. and I've, you know i always get my dad on the insurance and he could drive everywhere and he once said to me um not many black men get to drive cars like mm. this, Laura, but because of you, I do. And I just yeah. remember thinking, oh. I mean, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> to be able to do that with your parents is... Yeah. is I've fun. sent them off to Jamaica. Yeah. You know, we've been all over. We've been in the Lake District. And now you're sat with two absolute tits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. Just when I thought I was out of the darkness, here I am. <laughs> you managed to meet us too. Just no. when I thought the only way was up. <laughs> no, amazing. Like we say, 100, um, 110% he'll be proud of you. Like oh, that story you just said there about putting him in a, an Aston Martin and being able to drive those cars, that's something that, yeah. especially me and you, we're, we're close up parents. Dad, yeah. um, and more my will ring you to tonight because yeah. I haven't spoken in about two weeks and that's made me want to ring my mum so yeah. Yeah, I will make sure I'll, I'll, I'll ring her tonight because otherwise she'll kill me and yeah. we'll send you this so you can watch it and then you can do this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's loads of people but I would love it yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll go back to House of Coco then um, what is sort of next for you guys obviously you're, you're smashing it at the moment like you say you're going around the world what what sort of next for House Coco and what do you want to where do you want to take it so um a few months ago, I actually was, you know, when I was sort of coming out of this fog, what I would say grief, it's like a really dark fog. It started to get a bit lighter and a bit lighter. But then a few months ago, I just thought, I just found the whole thing really overwhelming. I found having a business and people wanting to peck you mm. every single day, whether it's emails, phone calls, expectations, whatever, social media. 
I just found it too much and I just thought I don't want to do like I don't this once again is not my version of happiness I just want rid of this company mm-hmm. and I had some offers to buy the company from one of them being the co-founder of Uber oh, so when wow. I realized that the co-founder of Uber was interested in buying yeah. my business I was like wait a minute it's <laughs> yeah. not the right time to sell <laughs> um so you know you got bear in mind I started this with zero pounds mm. bankrupt eight mm. years ago and I could have sold it a few months ago for like 800 900 000. so I'm like that's cool I can buy a house for cash pay off my brother's mortgage mm-hmm. i'm happy with that i've had an incredible eight years i've lived like a millionaire you know i've had i've seen every corner of the globe that's a great little buyout for me and then i smoked some weed yeah i feel like this is the turning point yeah. um forget alcohol dm me <laughs> if you've got some no i'm joking i'm not having it regularly i say it like a massive i said to you i sound like a weed head yeah. i've had it like three times in the last year uh three times today <laughs> no three times in last year um i smoked some weed i watched the kardashians and i was watching kim kardashian but you know when you be smoking weed and like you know consciousness is higher and awareness and all the rest and i just thought you know she didn't start from nothing she had wealthy parents she now has kim air private jet Mm. and she has manipulated every single industry so every single person in the world knows her name so she's cracked the fashion industry you know um she's every beauty tv all of them and i thought you are a genius Mm. and it just made me think we are all playing way too small like there is so much yeah. business out there, so much opportunity, so much money. And I just thought I'm playing too small. Like what is this thinking? I'm I'm going to sell this company for less than a million mm. pounds. Like are you stupid? If I just get my head down and focus now with this ultimate goal that I will sell the company, you know, in two years time, I could be looking at five, six, seven yeah. million. So mm. why would I walk away now? And I literally, it was just like, all of a sudden the fog lifted and I could see clearly for the first time in 16 months. Oh. And all it took was a little split. Exactly. <laughs> Don't a, try this at home. <laughs> could be like a Bob Marley lyric. Yeah, I mean, it probably is in one of the albums. <laughs> so everywhere you've travelled as well, where is, I did want to ask you, where is the best place you've ever been to? Because oh, you've been to everywhere pretty much, haven't you? You've, Apart from Australia. Right, okay. Yeah. So out of everywhere you've been, what do you think is the best place you've been to? And you'd love to go again and again and again. Well, you know, the first thing that always comes to mind when people ask me that question is I always say Barbados because mm. I've had some incredible incredible times in Barbados. But it has to be Switzerland. I've been to Switzerland. Really? Do, you know, yeah. Do you know what? I see pictures of Switzerland all the time and it looks unbelievable. I, I think the standard of life over there as well is meant to be amazing or something. Yeah. Oh, what, what, I, you, I think you're thinking why, why Sweden, is, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, but Switzerland too. Like, the same, they, yeah. They're all so active and the air's so much fresher, the mountain air and all the rest of yeah. it. So I've been... Twice this year already, six times altogether. I'm taking my mum and my brother for Christmas. What I love about it is it's so clean. It's just the vibe. It's just the energy. It's just Mm. the feeling. And then I went last time to a place called Larks, which is a few hours away from Geneva. And it's just these beautiful mountains. And I went hiking up this hill and there was a gorgeous, a gorge, Mm. which was gorgeous. (laughs) And so gorgeous. I cried. I literally cried, like actual bald tears with these girls that I just met. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but it's so beautiful. We want weed again, Laura. (laughs) Yes. No, I wasn't. No, I really wasn't. 
<laughs> I was just high on the mountain air. Yeah. I honestly just couldn't believe how blessed I am mm. to see a view like that mm. with my own eyes. You know, people just spend their life looking through the phone, looking through the laptop. But because mm. of this business, I've managed to see the world. Yeah. You know, I've watched the sunset in the Hollywood Hills. Wow. I've you know, smoked weed on the beach in Mexico. <laughs> I've literally, you know, I've seen so much and I'm just so grateful that I didn't give up when the shit hit the fan the first time because I yeah. wouldn't be sitting here right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what a takeaway. Uh, you've again. done the hardest part. Yeah. I th- well, I don't know, but I feel like now you've overcome all this, like it's it's only going to go. get better. The yeah. trajectory is just going to keep rising and rising and rising. So I didn't answer the question about what is next. So now oh, yeah, that I've on. obviously yeah. decided I'm not selling it, my goal is to get my head down and really look at this seven-figure buyout for the next mm. few years. And the plan is to grow Team Coco. So at the moment, there's 28 people in the team, all UK-based apart from one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also speaking with a guy, potential partner in America to launch... House of Coco USA. Amazing. So we'll replicate the model there with a plan to then roll the model out nationwide, uh, internationally, whether we franchise the model to different countries or we do it all ourselves and I just become like the, you know, the top of this chain. Yeah. Mm. Um, so grow the team, grow the distribution, grow everything. <laughs> just grow it all. <laughs> and actually, I'm not traveling. I've decided to stop traveling for a few months oh, really? because I've traveled, you know, two sometimes three times a month and i do work when i'm there but i don't work to the length that i would when i'm at home yeah and like i said before in order for me to get from the level that i'm at now mm-hmm. to get to this level you know some things have to change and so i need to stay at home in a routine you know no drinking maybe no weed when i'm lacking motivation exactly, and inspiration yeah. just find me what here. The Kardashians on. Yeah. roll a joint there we go jobs are good <laughs> So you heard it here first. Exactly. So for, for you, obviously, when we spoke last as well, you spoke about you wanting to do your own thing, your own, almost you becoming a little bit of a brand yourself. You speak about wanting to be a presenter. Um, that's the sort of end goal for you, I remember you saying, and you, that's what you want to do. Obviously, appear on TV and things like that. After House of Coco, obviously, it sounds like the next five to ten years is something you want to do and keep building that. But um, you still got another 30 years after that, 40 years after that. So what for you, what do you want to do with almost your brand? Is it is it... The presenting side of things, the public speaking side of things, or a bit of everything? Um, yeah, so naturally my personal brand has just been building in alignment with House of Coco. Mm. So I yeah. get paid to do Laura Bartlett things and House of Coco to House of Coco things. And obviously I do things for and with House of Coco as well. But that's just something that I've built naturally without really having any strategy behind it. So I've worked with, you know, I'm working with Coca-Cola, I've worked with Bumble, I've worked with like massive international brand for my personal brand. Um, So now I want to be a bit more strategic about that. So when I was speaking to the potential buyers, one of the only negatives they could see was that I I am like the face of House of Coco. So what's important now is that I make sure I'm the face of Laura Bartlett and Mm -hmm. Life of Laura, and that there are multiple faces in House of Coco, which is why I want to grow the team, want to, you know, expand our video content and have different faces and different personalities so that when my personality is taken away all is not lost yeah okay amazing i've got to ask you because we were wondering and you've got the same surname as Stephen bartlett have you got any relation to him no have you not at all no i get asked this every week Uh, we didn't think this well i thought yeah He's my dad. <laughs> You're entrepreneurial. He disowned me when I was two. Fuck Stephen Butler. Well, I just thought you're entrepreneurial. You got the same surname. It, 
just almost all fits. And, and yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I bet you get really sick and tired of, of saying no. that. Don't you? Definitely do, don't yeah. you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we could be long lost th- third cousins yeah. or something. Imagine. You know. And then you end up creating a business together. Like, yeah, uh, called Battle of the Bartlett. Yeah. <laughs> I win. Yeah. Yes, There's only one winner in this. There's only one Bartlett. <laughs> <laughs> I'm older, move over. <laughs> one thing I do want to ask you before we sort of uh, wrap up and we do ask our guests that come on, um, You've learned so many lessons throughout your life. You've you've spoke about it today in the podcast. But what is one thing that you you sort of look back at? Tell your younger self when you were seventeen, eighteen, just finishing your A level, starting to to work for the radio. What is something that you'd like love to go back and tell yourself and be like, this is what a lesson that I've learned, or what what would you sort of say to your younger self? I just say just enjoy the ride. Mm. Like mm. you know, we had that last time. Enjoy yeah. the ride. I think yeah. Enjoy the ride. It's not that serious. Like no yeah. one's getting out alive. Stop caring what other people think. Just do all the things. Because I was saying to my friend the other day, I said, you know, if you got to the end of the line, one thing I can say about my dad is when he left this earth, he had no regrets. Mm. He was so content. He created a life that he loved. And then it made me think: Would I be happy if I left this earth now? I'd be like, no, I haven't mm. done what I came here to do. So I want to make sure that when it's my time that I just don't have any regrets. And so I think if you always have that in your mind, then you're probably going to push yourself further. You probably do more things. Say yes I think, to more things. Say yes to more things. But now I'm at this stage where it's like say no to more mm-hmm. things, you know, because saying no is just as powerful as saying yeah. yeah. Um, mm. You can't say yes to everything. You can't spread yourself too thin. It's about being selective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just go with the flow. Like nothing's that serious. Yeah. I feel like everyone takes themselves way too seriously in every single industry. I'm like, mate, chill out. <laughs> like even in my industry, I'm like, we're making a magazine. We're not saving lives. Like calm down. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that deep. We're too late to say, we're two days late for a deadline. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no yeah. one died. Do no, you know what I mean? Right. Like just keep things in perspective. Yeah. No, yeah, that, I think that's something we need to take on board. Just enjoy the journey, because yeah, well, we do. We, we always say we're gonna have this, we're gonna have that. But yeah, let's just enjoy. It like is, now yeah, and, and yeah, it's hard. Yeah, we though. do. You're right, we do. Like, we do. And, and like you say, there's so many things that you want to go and do. You're almost, you get in your own head thinking, I want to do this now. Whereas actually, you're right. Enjoy the ride and mm. and learn from it and grow from it and. That's the sort of best thing to do with it. I mean, Laura, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. It's remarkable that you are, everything. Yeah, oh, it's so thank good. You're you. absolutely amazing. And um, like I say, I'm 110 percent sure your daddy's so proud oh, of you. Everything you. you've done and you're gonna go on to achieve is fantastic. And and fingers crossed that one day we get to go somewhere with it. <laughs> <laughs> If we want to go spend some weed together on Mexico, that's fine, Laura. Let's do it. Yeah. And Charlotte. <laughs> and Stephen. And, and Stuart. <laughs> and Bannatine. Joe, you're all right, Laura. Yeah, yeah, you're all right, Joe. Oh, amazing. Thank you, Laura. Thanks, Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for Thank listening, you. as per usual. Um, do the usual stuff. Like, share, comment. Beg. Give us hope. Please. Yeah, we're being beggy. Follow, make sure to follow House of Coco as well. Follow Laura on Instagram. We will put her, uh, the, all the socials for Laura in the description and also on screen as well so you can follow her journey because like I say, it's going to be... It's going to be one, worth it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed, we might appear just like... Oh. Cameo. Watch the podcast. Why did the vibe? Thank you guys for watching. Cheers, Take guys. care. See you next week. Perfect. Thank you, Laura. That was so Laura, good. So good. Oh, good.